In this episode, I'll talk about the most common solutions to dressage problems, and I'll give you five new solutions that will help you even more. These five solutions are based on five truths for learning dressage that are not often discussed. So here we go. Episode 13, Five Truths for Learning Dressage. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Dressage trainers are known for, I mean, among other things, their ability to ride straight lines and to stay inside the box. Unfortunately, this can lead to too much of a sort of direct line approach to everything with little ability to think even outside the box a little bit. If you listen to an average average dressage lesson and made a list of what seemed to be the five most common uh, solutions to dressage training problems, it might sound something like this. Five most common solutions to dressage problems. Number one, add more leg. Number two, do it again and again and again. Number three, half halt, half halt, half halt. <laughs> number four, work harder. And number five, shorten your reins. And actually a tide for number five would be buy a new saddle. <laughs> so unfortunately, those solutions often lead to dead ends. Uh, when students come to me, it's usually because they've tried those five things again and again and again, and they are still stuck. In horse training, the shortest distance between where you are and where you want to be is not always a straight line. So here are some outside-the-box solutions for your dressage problems. So here's a list of your new top five solutions to dressage problems. Number one, wonder, how can I help my horse? Number two, experiment with great curiosity. Number three, trust your instincts. Number four, be responsible for your own education. And number five, think outside the box of the dressage arena. Now you can use these solutions starting now. They're based on what I call the five truths for learning dressage. So after decades of teaching and training, I've discovered that this is the difference between students who feel stuck when receiving really good information and students who make progress even if they have very little instruction. So if you're taking a lot of lessons, uh, dressage lessons, and you're not making much progress, or as much as you would like, or if you don't have an instructor around you and you still want to improve, I think learning these simple truths that lead to those new common solutions will be really helpful. So what are the five truths for learning dressage? 
Truth number one, dressage is for the horse. Truth number two, don't be afraid to mess it up. Truth number three, you know more than your instructor. Truth number four, you are responsible for your learning. And truth number five, most of your dressage issues are not dressage issues. So you can really see how each of those truths leads directly to those uh, new common solutions. So if one of the solutions is to wonder, how can I help my horse? That's based on the truth that dressage is supposed to be for the horse. It's not just stuff you do to your horse. And the second solution, your new solution, which is to experiment with curiosity, is based on this truth that you need to not be afraid to mess it up. And truth number or solution number three, trust your instincts, is based on the truth number three, which is you know more than your instructor. And I'll talk a little bit more about what I mean by that. The fourth solution is to be responsible for your education. And that's based on the truth that you are responsible for your education. (laughs) That one's a really powerful one. (laughs) So what I mean by that, again, I'll go into each of these a little bit more in depth, but you don't want to just show up and, and make your instructor apply stuff to you. You have to be really responsible to go deeper. And the fifth solution, which is to think outside the box of the dressage arena, is based on the truth that most of your dressage issues are not dressage issues. So let's just go a little deeper into each one of those. So number one, dressage is for the horse. Dressage at the basics and at the heart of it is about healthy biomechanics. It's about helping each horse move the best that he can. And in the competitive atmosphere of dressage, it's really easy to think that doing dressage is about getting your horse to be better than some other horse, <laughs> or the goal is to get up the levels. But the first priority of dressage always should be to help the horse recover from the burden of us sitting on them so that they can carry us in a healthy and pain-free way. So having an attitude of, you will do this movement for me, <laughs> will bring out the, the predator in us, which brings out the prey animal in our horses and sets up a tense disconnection, you know, right? From, from harmony. And from here on, you're going to be working against that. You're going to be working against your horse instead of with them. So when a student complains, he won't do what I asked. I ask them, well, why should he? <laughs> I mean, it, it's a real question and it's a reminder that our horse owes us nothing. It was not his idea to do this. It has no inherent purpose to him. And what's going to keep him motivated is us proving to him that the balance and the posture that we're asking of him will lead to a a freedom of movement that will actually feel good to him, to the horse. So when we do dressage for the horse, we ask this question um, when challenges arise horse, how can I help you with this? And asking a question like that will put your brain into problem-solving mode. It will automatically start looking for ways to make things better. It's a confidence, it's confidence building because the question makes the assumption that you can make things better. So if you found yourself thinking, 
why won't he do this for me? Or my horse is so lazy or dull or heavy or uncoordinated. Or if you're thinking, why am I so terrible with this? <laughs> Just stop and take a deep breath and ask your horse, horse, how can I help you? How can I be clear? What do we need to review in order to make what I'm asking you even easier? All right, truth number two, don't be afraid to mess it up. The learning process can be messy. By definition, we're doing things that we don't yet know how to do. So if you're experiencing, um, if you're expecting that the process is a straight line, or if the learning system you're in is not flexible, chances are you might feel wrong more than you feel right. And I have little air quotes when I'm saying wrong and right. When you're feeling, quote, wrong, it's easy to think that you just, you just have to ride stronger or harder or, you know, get into this cycle of frustration. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and the blame is often put on, you know, ourselves, the student or the horse. And then the student feels worse and worse about themselves. And the horses either check out or act out. So life and learning are rarely perfect in every moment. And I believe that precision arrives out of the possibility that play creates. You've probably heard me say that before if you've been listening to these. And the more that students and horses feel willing to experiment, the more chance there is to find improvement and even stumble upon uh, an improvement. But Dressage does tend to attract people who like precision and like sort of strict rules and dressage environments can be unforgiving. So do your best to surround yourself with other people that forgive lack of perfection, that can stay lighthearted, stay away from groups of riders that rip each other apart, right? They sit on the fence and point and criticize or they post videos and criticize. You know, stay away from people who sit on the sidelines during other people's lessons and rip them apart. And of course, don't you be one of those people. Practice looking at others in a way that focuses on the positive. And if you practice that, then make sure you practice that for yourself too. Look at yourself in a way that focuses on the positive. Fear of making a perceived mistake can be paralyzing but you can't course correct if there's no movement. You don't want to get paralyzed. You don't want to get afraid to make a mistake. You got to just keep rolling up your sleeves and get in there and try some stuff. You'll find stuff that works. You find stuff that doesn't work. And when you find stuff that doesn't work, that's great information. Just be aware and forgive. Truth number three, you know more than your instructor. I know instructors out there are going, what is she saying? <laughs> I'm an instructor. All right. So you've, you've probably heard the saying that the best kept secret is between a rider and his horse. So yes, your instructor hopefully has more experience than you, but there are certain things that they just can't know. They can't know exactly what your intention was or exactly what your aids felt like. And they don't know exactly what the horse feels from you and what you feel from the horse. 
sometimes your instructor is getting in the way of the communication between you and your horse. Gasp. <laughs> so every time your instructor says good, when to you it feels like you're against your horse, it's actually disconnecting you from your horse. And every time your instructor says, no, get after him or something like that, when you know in your heart that your horse just did exactly what you kind of told him with your body, you're, you're um, teaching yourself to disconnect from your horse. Make the quality of the communication between you and your horse the top priority. Make sure you acknowledge the moments where you're fighting with your horse or you're scared of your horse and commit to figuring out why. Why are you and your horse not understanding each other? If you're in the middle of a lesson, stop, raise your hand, just go, hang on a second, I got a question. This is what I'm feeling. What's going on here? Harmony and clarity communication are what your horses are looking for. Your horse doesn't care what your teacher says or how it looks. He just wants to be comfortable. He wants to know what you're asking. And he wants you to stay happy and quiet and calm. So stay connected with your horse by honoring what you're feeling. It's not, quote, good to have your horse's head in the, quote, right position if you're holding onto it with 10 pounds of pressure to keep it there. So you need to ask questions. For example, you can ask your instructor something like, you know, hey, when you say good, it still feels really heavy. What can I do to make it lighter? Or hang on a second. I think I accidentally asked my horse for that. <laughs> you know, it's not his fault. Like, what could I do differently so that that doesn't happen? All right. And so that brings us directly to truth number four. You, the student, are responsible for your learning experience. Reading, um, I'm sorry, listening to this podcast is an example of you taking responsibility for your learning. So yay, <laughs> celebrate. As I said before, it's much easier to course correct something that's already in motion. You, the student, need to arrive to every ride feeling motivated and curious. If you aren't feeling inspired or responsible for your success, it's much easier to become frustrated and confused. Ah, this technique doesn't work. <laughs> that instructor is wrong. Right. So remember, why did you start dressage in the first place? What were you looking for? You need to really want it. You need to want it more than your instructor. Don't make your instructor have to carry you. If you can't remember why you're doing this and, you know, what you want to get out of it, then it's time to stop and figure it out and get inspired. Maybe you lost motivation because you got dis disconnected from your dream. Maybe no one around you inspires you. You know, for, for many people, the feeling of harmonious connection and communication with the horse is what keeps them loving their rides. You know, if you're not feeling that yummy connection, you need to figure out why. You remember, this is your dream. And students who succeed know what they want to do, and then they can seek the experts who can help them. Do your research, know your goals, know your questions, seek the answers, do your homework, know what you want, and be bold enough to go find it. And most of all, arrive 
ready to learn. And that means doing the personal work you need to, to arrive happy and thirsty for knowledge and open to new ideas. Stop making excuses. Leave your negativity at the door. You don't need to be a better rider in order to be happy and confident. But being happy and confident will definitely make you a better rider. And this brings us to truth number five. Most of your dressage issues are not dressage issues. The problems that may be manifesting in the dressage arena may be mental, emotional, or physical. And there's many different strategies for solving each of those types of issues. If you're using the wrong strategies, you're not going to solve the problem. For example, if your horse loses bend because he's spooking in the corner, using your whips or spurs or stronger aids to force his body to bend and go deeper in the corners may only give him more reasons to be afraid of that corner. And it won't make him feel so great about half passes either. You know, if you're going around the corner and forcing him in to get ready for your half pass, it's like, that's not a great start. But it has nothing to do with the, with dressage. It has to do about spookiness, confidence. So the next time you're having trouble with dressage, ask yourself, is this really a dressage issue? <laughs> Notice, you know, also if you're stressed from your day, if you're feeling confused or angry or anxious, or if you don't trust your horse, you're probably not going to perform at your best. And the same goes for your horse. So figure out what you need to do to be your best for your horse. Your horse's emotional state matters. His lack of enthusiasm for doing lengthenings in the arena may be less about the quality of your half halts and more about the quality of his life. Maybe he's feeling helpless or bored or lonely or spends most of his days standing absolutely still in a little box. Maybe improving his lifestyle might be the best way to improve his quality of gait. So remember, we have 100% responsibility for our horse's whole life, really. You know, we need to respect how they live, how they play, how they eat, and yeah, how they're ridden, and yes, how they do dressage. Everything counts. So think of the difference in the posture or physical state of someone getting ready to do something they're really happy about doing. And then think of like the posture and physical state of a, an apathetic teenager being told to do the dishes or clean his room, you know, slumped and hanging his head down and rolling his eyes. You know, you could probably poke that teenager in the ribs and put some straps on to hold his head up and, you know, tell him to stand up straight whack him in the butt. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll stand up straight for a minute, but he's, you're not going to get great results. You can, might get him to do it. He'll clean up that room. He might look, get him in the right shape, but you're not going to really get good results. And he's probably going to avoid you more the next time. <laughs> so unfortunately, many dressage horses are trained like that. It seems crazy to think of doing it in a different circumstance, right? So we need to remember that idea. So if you would describe your horse as lazy or spooky or anxious, remember those 
aren't dressage issues. Those are motivational, confidence, partnership issues. You know, if you do dressage poorly enough, you can actually create those issues. But in general, a lot of those issues can, can and should be solved away from the dressage arena. So that's actually the good news is you don't have to ruin your dressage practice because of those issues. You can identify them and say, you know, make changes in your horse's lifestyle, make changes in how you're showing up for your lessons, make changes in how you're thinking about your goals ahead of time, make changes by noticing in the moment and trusting your instincts of what you feel in the moment so that when your trainer says good and you go, hang on a second, I know you said, can we talk about this? <laughs> You're saying good there, but here's what I'm feeling. You know, and be, be bold enough to say that. Be bold enough to show up to your lessons going, you know, hey, this week, this is what I worked on. This is what went well. This is what didn't well. I think I need more help with this. I watched this video. What do you think? You know, I want to try this. And I, I love when students show up like that to their lessons. I used to teach people who would show up and, you know, every, they were in full training and I go, okay, what do you want to work on? And they're like, I don't know, <laughs> just tell me to do stuff. You can learn that way, but it's, it can be much, much more fun than that. So remember the, the broader and the more well-rounded your education with horses, the better. Don't get stuck using those most, those five most common issues, you know, shorten your rein, half halt, work harder, buy a new saddle. <laughs> Instead, learn the five truths and practice the top five solutions based on those truths that will work for you. So, and to remind you what those new solutions are, number one, wonder, how can I help my horse? Ask him. Number two, experiment with curiosity. Number three, trust your instincts. Number four, be responsible for your education. And number five, think outside the box of the dressage arena. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process. <laughs>